Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hello, ladies. Dr. Fiona Lovely here. I've missed you guys. It's so great to be back behind the mic. I hope everyone has had a restful and peaceful holiday season. And um, I hope that you're looking forward to a great 2017. Um, It's been nice to have a little bit of time away. And I thank you for all of you who sent me messages of concern and um, both my husband and I are healing and and on the mend and and um, and really just ready to make something awesome of 2017 so I thank you very much again for being part of that and thank you for the kind messages so I have uh, today um, going to talk to you about well, I'm not really sure how to call this po- what to call this podcast at this point because I don't really want to talk about resolutions. I just think they're complete and utter horseshit. But I think the concepts of um, looking at your new year as a new opportunity are really uh, is a very good one. So let's just flesh that out a little bit and see where that goes. So um, I've written down some what I think are going to be the great trends for women for 2017, and they look something like this. Extreme self-care, number one. That term comes from Cheryl Richardson. She has a book called that, which is a fantastic read if you're interested. Um, I I talk about self-care a lot on this podcast. Uh, It's a great lesson I'm learning myself, and sometimes it doesn't look at all like I expected it to, and... um, it's hard. I don't know why it's so hard. It certainly wasn't difficult when we were children, but it's different now. And we're living in an era where women are sicker than we've ever been. And uh, yes, this is a podcast about menopause. And yes, we do talk about hormones and physical symptoms on this podcast. However, today we're not really going to talk about that. We're going to go there deeper on the whole concept again of of really self-care is where these um again not sure to use the word resolutions but here i am using it uh, to to uh that's where that core of the resolution idea is 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 rooted in self-care so next trend evolution away from old systems and old thinking and i think that you know that there's a real opportunity for us to just really make our reality our own at this point um, in time, and that's a real spiritual pursuit. Um, who really, if you want to know more about that, there are others that do so a much better job than I would um, to to go deeper there. The next thing is the next trend: eliminate stuff and stress. Just get rid of it. It's just, it's time. So we're going to talk about that one today. So I can't even tell you the last time I met a resolution. I recognized pretty early um, that resolutions ended up becoming fodder for self-loathing. And what I mean by that is if I set a resolution to lose weight, 
or exercise more. Inevitably, it was only a matter of time, days, sometimes weeks, others, where I would not be able to keep my resolution or my commitment to myself. And then I just felt bad. You know, you, you feel fat, you feel ugly, you feel like a loser, like just... Again, is that self-loathing? Do we really need more of that? No, that's the whole point. We need less. So what I like, though, is the whole fresh, clean newness of a new year when we turn the calendar over. And uh, here in Canada, it's a really dark and cold um insulated time, if you will. Um, We're not that far past the solstice where we had the shortest day of the year, the shortest daylight of the year. It's really cold and snowy here. So you're not really thinking so much about outside pursuits. I am. I'm thinking about them lots, but they involve a a beach and a cabana boy and a, in a budgie smuggler and a, and a cocktail. So (laughs) not something I can do right here in Canada right now. Anyways, um, So let's take that newness that comes with the new year and maximize that opening. And I like that way of motivating better for myself, for other people I have taught uh, this way as well. It seems to work very well. So um, this is how you do that. By the way, again, that motivation via feelings rather than more stuff or a physical achievement, those things are all fine too. But in the end, they all embody a feeling that you're seeking for yourself. And that, I think, why not just go to the core and figure out what the feeling is and then make it happen. Then when you're motivated with that feeling, it's so much easier to do the things that make you feel that way, whether it is exercise or eat better or stop smoking smoking or stop swearing or that one never works for me or whatever. Um, I really should do that, that swear jar idea. That would be fun. Maybe be a nice vacation at the end of the year with that money. Anyways, I digress. So here's how we get to the feelings. By the way, this is a bastardized version of uh, Danielle Laporte's desire map work. So if you're interested in the concept and you want to unpack it further, uh, certainly look into her book and her programs around that. They're wonderful. And I can't say enough about her. Okay. So I want you to sit down when you're in a really good headspace. Whatever that is for you, let's say you've had a great morning, uh, it's quiet, um, you're not at work, maybe you've had a great yoga class, maybe you've done a great meditation, maybe it's last thing at night before you go to bed and you're just totally downshifting. Take out a piece of paper, write down your perfect day, no conditions. So you can make your day look like you're Richard Branson, for heaven's sakes, Really don't let limitations of time or money or personal experience limit that perfect day. So if you have a nine to five job now and you've got three kids you're taking for, you're going through perimenopause, maybe your partner's got his or her own stuff going on. I don't want you to feel motivated by any of that or motivated to write down your activities of your perfect day based on that. I want you to dream board it. I want you to do it like you have no conditions, you have no limitations, you can just go at it. That's really, really what I want you to do with that. So when you've made a list of your perfect day, then I want you to go over that list 
And first of all, make sure it all resonates with you. If there's any part of it that doesn't feel good, it should look something like this. Wake up at 8 o'clock, drink coffee for an hour and stare at the clouds, um, walk the dog, have a hot shower. Uh, from 10 o'clock, I feed myself a nutritious and delicious breakfast, or maybe somebody's cooking it for you. Maybe you um, do some uh, personal work between 11 and 1. You have lunch at 1. You have a nap at 1.30. I mean, that's really what I want you to do is, is really just don't worry about being an adult, just make it happen. What what would you do in your perfect day? <clears throat> Excuse me. So once you have that and it feels right, um, really read it over and identify the feeling you get when you're looking at your perfect day. Does it make you feel love? Does it make you feel connected? Does it make you feel abundant? Does it make you feel um, glorious? I mean, what are those words? Write down those words and then call them down to three or five, three to five of your favorites. And those are the feelings that you're going to pursue every day. Make sure you write it down. Make sure you make it pretty. This is time to take out your pencil crayons and markers or make art of it. There are screensavers you can make with it and desktops and all that other kind of business. And post it where you can see it. That's with your three to five feelings that you wish to experience on a daily basis. And, you know, really refine it. If it doesn't feel right, then change those words until they feel right. Okay, so the next step in 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 uh, maximizing the f- the fresh space of the new year is to clean house. In order for you to to have your perfect day and feel the way you want to feel on a daily basis, you need to make space for the magic to show up. So, declutter number one stuff that is your desk, your basement, the trunk of your car. Um, Whatever that stuff is that you're hanging on to that you just don't want to deal with. Maybe it's just the the drawer in the kitchen. Clean it out. People, look at the people in your life and say, who is toxic? Who no longer serves me? Who is here just for their own purpose but doesn't help me in any way? Call the herd. You really just want to get rid of people that are no longer serving you. I think that sounds a bit ruthless, but... um, I think we've all got a friend or a boss uh, or maybe even a spouse that is not allowing us to be our potential. And I think that's a difficult thing to look at, but it can be very, very powerful. Also, declutter the busy work. Where are you filling your life with low-priority tasks or things or Um, activities to fill your schedule. Uh, You see, what we do is we fill our time and our physical space with things that aren't all that important to us because for whatever screwed up reason, we think that the busyness of our schedule or the fullness of our days, whether that's physical stuff or mental, emotional stuff reflects our worth. And I got to tell you, sisters, that is so not true. I don't know how that happened. Um, The anthropologist in me would sure like to know, but 
regardless, that's what we're doing. Recognize it for what it is and start to, to, to declutter, to really prune away the stuff that is no longer working. Really what I'm trying to get you to do is open some white space, as Steve Jobs would call it. Open some white space in your life. Remember what it was like to lay in the grass and stare at the clouds for 20 minutes when you were a kid? That's the feeling of space that I want you to to pursue here. You're trying to create that space. Okay, so super tactical. Number one, create your perfect day. Make your feelings list. Prune it until it feels amazing and it makes you want to leap out of your chair and shout. That's motivation. That's going to get you somewhere. Number two, create space. So do a brain dump. Um, If you're familiar with the concept of it, it's basically... Uh, We as women, we are amazing multitaskers and our brains are fascinating and so good at being able to do 16 things at once. However, we can't, we can't really get the effectiveness that we'd like to doing 16 things at once. We're far better result if we're doing one or two things. So what I want you to do is become aware of how much your to-do list is running your life. This was huge for me. I did this a lot over the holiday break. So set a timer on your phone for six or seven minutes and do not be interrupted and literally write down everything that you can think of that you need to do. Now, when I first did this, I think it was the week before Christmas, and I think in the seven minutes I did it, I got rid of 37 items. I type faster than I write, so I typed this out. It was crazy to me. And then in the day afterwards, I thought of 10 other things I could have added to that. What I realized was that my to-do list was running my life, not the way I wanted to feel. And let me tell you, your life will run down to nothing very fast that way. So this is a really powerful way to get the stuff list out of there. Even if you think it's not that much, I bet it's a lot more than you think and start to declutter and create that mental white space. Figure out where you're wasting time on low priority tasks. Take an electronic sabbatical. Um, I got an email today from uh, somebody, I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but if anybody's interested, just send me a message on the Facebook page and I can share the email with you. And she basically was like, are you addicted to the internet? Do you remember what life was like before the internet? Now, if you're listening to this podcast because you are the perimenopausal age, you remember what life was like before the internet. Your kids don't, but you remember. And so... That's something that I think for our brains, we need that rest, especially because as children, we grew up not having uh, the access to information and we grew up a bit bored and interested in the wonderment of it all and figuring it all out. I remember the days where I would have, because I was a real curious child, I would have uh, questions about stuff, how stuff worked mostly. And I would have to go to the library and look it up uh, in an encyclopedia or read a bunch of magazines at the library or journals at the library to get the answers. Like, holy cow, no wonder we got really good at the mental gymnastics, if you will. Anyways, kids don't have to do that anymore. They just Google it, right? Anyways, are you addicted to social media and the internet? Schedule time away from it because you do need restful time away from it. Number three, do not fill up space when you feel empty after you've decluttered. 
don't panic in the white space. This is something I'm fighting myself right now. Magic needs space to occur. So just let it happen. Trust that the universe has your back and that the right things will show up at the right time for the right reasons. And you've done this uh, because you're listening to this. You're interested in this. So um, trust that. Number four, be ruthless in abolishing stress from your life. Uh, BJ Palmer would say, be careful who you rent the upstairs to. I love that quote. When I first heard it, I thought, what is he talking about? Oh, oh, right. Okay, I get it. Really, who is up there criticizing, self-loathing? Um, you know, some call it the ego. Um, it's the devil inside, if you will. So is your greatest stress you? Do a self-talk check-in. And if you're allowing um, others to come in and make you feel bad, whether it's the voice of your mother or your partner or your boss or yourself, um, just just say no. Like, just eliminate that stress. Self-criticism is so over. It makes you a dull bore. Say no to the shit that makes you feel bad 100% of the time. I just don't think you can go wrong when you do that. So, monster long podcast today. But to be honest with you, I was so excited to bring this information to you. And really super excited to be back behind the mic. I have some neat things planned for uh, the next few podcasts. Um, I will be uh, beginning to send out emails here to the uh, those of you that have signed up on the email list. Um, I've got some neat things cooking there that I can't wait to share with you. So if you have not signed up for our podcast email uh, newsletter, you can go to our Facebook page, which is Not Your Mother's Menopause, um, Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast page on Facebook. Um, there's a sign up button there. Other Otherwise, you can go to my website, which is drlovely.expert, and there's a sign-up button there, too. And you do get uh, a cool adrenal health checklist when you sign up on the um, through the website. So um, that's kind of a neat thing to do. And I'm um, looking forward to just blowing your mind with some new information coming. So thank you for listening. Happy New Year to all of you. If you want to leave me a comment, you can always do so on the Facebook page. Send me a private message there. Or you can email me, drlovely at drlovely.expert. Until next time. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your health care provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.